can get yours right now, though. Well, well not right now. It's sometime this morning. Yeah, we will pass them out this morning. I, uh, I had a fantastic afternoon yesterday. Got out of here a little bit early mm-hmm. and found myself down at Zor. Okay. So I figured I'd play 18 holes down at Zor. And uh, I like where the golf game's at right now. I did not drive the ball well at all. Like, I just did not drive the ball well. But everything else is pretty much right there. I uh, and I uh, I was playing as a single, and the course was pretty packed. So I ended up having to team up with these other three guys to to round up their fourth some to play the uh, the back nine with them. Does that and suck? It all depends on who you get. Like it's um it's not my favorite. I would I would rather play by myself, but right. I was just playing too quickly, and I was like catching the guys in front of me, and then you know what I mean. Like things were. And so it all depends on who you get. Now, I ended up getting teamed up with, uh, let me see if I can remember their name, Norm, Jerry, and Steve. And uh, <laughs> just like dudes, right? Just like white dudes. Like, that's exactly right. Norm, Jerry, and Steve. Like, it was like, and uh, Norm was a little Southern. Okay. He, you know, he kind of had one of them draws. And I asked him, I was like, where are you from? He's like, well, originally, man, Butler. And I was like, oh, dude, I, I thought maybe Georgia. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And he was like, no, man. He's like, but I live in Strasburg now. And like that whole thing. So I like teamed up with those guys. And they were really cool. And uh, and normally that kind of stuff will throw me off, right? And make me you know I'll I'll have like the performance anxiety. Didn't have it. It's weird because like I would think that like playing with people you know would probably be a little bit more like in your head psyche. But I can see how like strangers you don't know these people, yeah. and all of a sudden you're standing next to them. Norm's over here talking to you about Strasburg. Nobody cares. It's well, like- you just don't want to be the guy that have to carry. You know what I mean? Like, right. dude, come on, what right. are you doing? Is why is this taking you twenty five? You know what I mean? So like that, I just. I don't know what it is, and you know, golfers will tell you it's it, this is the game. Had I driven the ball straight yesterday, I would have scored really well. I, I mean, what did I hit on? That? I think I shot forty six on the front, and I think it was forty seven on the back, which both are not good. Oh, but had I driven the ball straight, I would have had a lot better shot. I mean, I was just making too many fives because I couldn't hit fours. Just, just if I had a million dollars, I'd be in a lot better financial you know what, situation Dick? right you now. You know what, Dick? Your calves <laughs> lost. How about that? How about that? Which, by the way, for yeah. you legacy people, yeah. right? Can't leave the Cavaliers because of the legacy. Can't do it. Legacy, legacy, legacy. If you lose to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals without Gordon Hayward or Kyrie Irving, there is absolutely 100% zero reason not to go to the Western Conference Western Conference next year and play with the Houston Rockets. What would it be? Well, you're not even going to get out of there because you won't even be able to beat Gold State go the NBA Finals. Well, if you lose this series, then what's that matter? It doesn't. He is a Houston Rocket. And somebody, I saw this yesterday, too. Well, you know, this game doesn't matter because, you know, Boston didn't play good. We played bad. Okay, well, you can lose the series that way, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there, I think there's a lot of point there in the sense of, like, the Cavs had opportunities to win that game yesterday. Yeah, but they, they did. Ju- they, just, they, they were just, outcoached. They just couldn't get it done. Um, it, uh, it was definitely frustrating, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm just very unstressed about this. Where Me I think, too. I think a lot of people feel very, like, oh, my gosh, like the impending sense of doom or something like that. I don't know. Like, if, 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 if what is it, it's Friday night, if tomorrow night is the last game that LeBron plays as a Cavalier, it's okay. It is. At the, at the end of the day, yes. if I could trade the last 15 years with another sports franchise, if this was any other, if, if you're the Sacramento Kings, if you're the Detroit Pistons, if you're any team, you know, primarily in the NBA, if you're the Bucks, if you're if you're the Wolves, if you're any of those teams on the bottom half, which is where the Cavaliers obviously were prior to LeBron James, if they could trade the last 15 years with us, they'd do it in a heartbeat. So I'm like, alright, man, I, I, I don't want to see it be over. I don't want them to lose on Friday night. I think Game 7 is a very real possibility. I, I, think, I think Cavs 
win big Friday, and then Sunday it's a crapshoot. I don't know what happens from there, but I do think Cavs win big on Friday. And like, if if this is the end of all of it, fine, I'm I'm okay. No, so Game Six is back here in our building, Correct. right? I think Correct. they. I mean, you got a shot to win Game Six. I and here's the thing: I will, I would never, ever. Bets against LeBron James in a Game 7. Ever. That's what I was going to say. You have a real shot to win Game 7. And I mean, like like you said, like you can lose you can lose a series, you can lose a game because you're playing worse then. But the Cavs certainly didn't have their best game last night. They did. It's not like, it's not like they played this fantastic game and, and they then just got squashed. Because what's, what, what a real possibility is there, the Cavs could go out against the Warriors or the Rockets, play their best game, and still get squashed. Yes. If, if, if they play their best game against the Celtics, They're odds winning. are, if it's best game versus best game, They're winning. the Cavaliers are Gonna win that battle. I agree. So like there, there's, there's, you know, there, and there's something fun about it too. I was texting Munch last night, and by the way, man, the fact that I have Munch on the text during a Cavs game, dude, that really does. Like that really makes me happy. Like the fact that he's taking minutes away from watching and like tweeting and like being a professional sports broadcaster dude, to like to hit up your boy, it's all right, something. All right. Well, next year, you know what we'll do? Huh? We'll go to a game with Munch. I feel like we because, gotta, we gotta dude, make trips. But <laughs> Munch goes into this is a true statement. I actually went to LeBron's first game ever at the queue with Mark Munch Bishop and John Lanigan. Like, dude, the broadcasting legend. Right. Like, dude, that I I remember I was like, I what am I doing in this row right now? Right? Like, what am I doing? This is LeBron's first game. Here I am. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm some bum. And I got John Lanigan, like a legit like radio legend, sitting next to me buying me nachos, right? And Munch went in there with two like legal pads and a pen. And by the time he walked out of there, two pads worth of notes. Like, dude, that guy watches every play, marks everything down. He does it at home too. Like that guy like takes notes when watching games. The uh, the like I said, the fact that 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 you know we were corresponding last night was very cool. But we just kind of got to talking about, especially before the game, of like. What 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 has this all meant to the area? What has this all meant to the region? What has this all meant to the psyche of the Northeast Ohio sports fan? And I, I understand why people are concerned, but dude, like, how glorious will it be? If they rip off these next two, if they win on Friday, everything everyone has said last night into this morning, all of a sudden out the window, everyone's back on the bandwagon. Sure. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. So it's just like, I feel we all become very much prisoners in the moment of like, you know, games three and four, Ty Lue definitely outcoached Brad Stevens. And then it was like, well, is Ty Lue the best coach in the NBA? And it's like, no, 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 just because that was two games. And then last night, it's like, well, the Cavs lose. So it's like, well, is LeBron James the worst player to ever lace up a pair of sneakers? And it's like, no, that's that's totally not what, what, what the case is here. But I feel like Ty Lue was outcoached last night. Yes, 100%. Dude. I, I do. I like, wh- dude, let me ask you this, because you, you watch this team more than I do. Where in the hell was Kyle Korver in the first quarter of that game? I mean, arguably, throughout the game, I mean, he arguably made the biggest impact outside of LeBron over games three and four. Well, maybe For sure. Tristan, well, maybe Tristan Thompson, Garden, Garden uh, Horford. But there was, there was a million times last night. I'm like, what, well, J.R. Smith, what are you doing out there? Why is he still out there? What, what, what purpose are you serving when you're putting up zeros, dude? You're not doing anything. Like, I understand you, you dance with the girl that you took to the party. And I understand you go with, like, dude, this is our plan. And we can't, just because things go bad all of a sudden you stick with the plan you stick with with what with what you guys you know what you're good at but if it's not working you have to be able to evaluate Adjust. so so no question about it man Ty Lue was definitely a part of the issue last night LeBron looked gassed the team looked gassed and hopefully I just hope I and I think he did he's done this throughout the series throughout the season and maybe even throughout his career I hope LeBron was 
what do I want to say here? Not okay with last night's loss because I think he understands the urgency of putting a team away in six as opposed to seven. But hopefully there was a point last night where in his heart he knew they weren't going to win. Right. And it's like, all right, I got to rest up for six then. You know what I mean? Like there's no there, – this winning this game is no longer the priority. I've got to rest up for six. And hopefully he made that decision and hopefully it pans out for him. I uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I, I think – I like I said, I'm not going to count him out. You got game six at home and I think you can win that. Yep. And – and if you put the pressure moment that is a Game 7 closeout game for a series, especially the Eastern Conference Finals, to go to the NBA Finals, I can't bet against LeBron in that moment. I can't bet. It's it's all fun and games until you got to do it. And then, dude, is Jalen Brown going to be able to get it done in Game 7 when the pressure's on your back? Oh, my God, this is LeBron James. We might slay the dragon. I think things get in your head. Yeah. And, dude, and then LeBron can just take over and it can happen. But I got to, dude, where the hell was Kyle Korver in that game? You got a guy who can, like, slam threes from anywhere in the gymnasium and he's not on the court in the first quarter to help you build and establish an early lead. I just couldn't believe it. I was, I was sitting there watching it. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was like, I, cause I, dude, I ended up, I, I found myself at Lobie's last night watching that. Okay. And I was like, man, I was like, dude, this is going to be good. I was like, I got my Cavalier shirt, got my IPA, got a bunch of food. Stan's very watching something else at Lobie's last night, too, from what I've heard, but you know, I will say what I've All right. I'm going to, I wasn't going to do it, but it's quite possible. It is quite possible yeah. that one of those women yeah. that bartends on the patio at Lobie's, yeah. I, I've been here four years. That might be the hottest chick I've seen here. Like, dude, she is legitimately something. Like, every time I see her, I'm like, wow. Like, 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 like there's like the little voice in your head actually says, don't talk to her, dude. You are going to screw it up. Don't you dare say anything. Check, please, is all you can say. Catch up. Ask for condiments, something. Just make her talk to you some more, man. I just, dude, no. Every time I see her, I just become really stupid. She might be in legit contention for like the, for the best looking woman I've seen here. She really is something else. Um, I really should plan something else. <laughs> this is why they give me money to give to you. You realize that, right? They realize every stupid thought that runs through my head comes out of my mouth. So they're like, ah, just give them money to give away and they'll find a way to like it. Your shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I, uh, I cannot tell you who because of what their activities were, mm-hmm. but I saw a photo on Facebook that has me feeling uncomfortable. Okay. And I don't know this guy well, but I do know him. And uh, they're getting married. Okay. Congratulations to them. Yeah, but... Dude, he's done this chick dirty for, like, years. Mm. Like, years. Mm. Like, not like I had a mistake and, like, you know what I mean? But I thought better of it and I love her and whatever. And, like, you know what I mean? Even that's not great. shouldn't do that. But, like, this is, like, conscious effort. That is put forth into like doing this chick dirty. Okay. And so there they are all excited and I don't get it. I don't understand it. Now I get why she's excited. She's in the dark, doesn't know. Right? Is she though? Is she? Wow. Is she? I mean, I would, I think. I don't know. It's one of those things that like, don't get me wrong. Yes, there's been people who have been cheated on and you kind of get blindsided by it. But if he's been doing it for years, there's had to have been some red flags. There's had to have been some evidence. There's had to have been some her sticking her head in the sand, right? And uh, 
I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe she's not seeing the signs. Do you know her? I've met her. Okay. I don't know okay. her. Okay. I have met her. Okay. I, um, but I know for sure he had been doing her dirty because at one, at one time we were both casually sleeping with somebody else. You know what I mean? Okay. And I was told then, oh, hey, by the way, this, and I was like, well, isn't he with, and she was like, yeah, but not so much. And so here's the thing. I don't care what you do at all. No. Right? But why would you marry somebody when this is the start of this? Don't you know you are just five years away from like the messiest thing you've Ugh. ever seen in your entire life? Ugh. A very expensive thing. Divorce isn't cheap. And then what do you lose? I know the standard old joke. Oh my God, gonna take half of everything you got, man. But like, you, it isn't gonna be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. A lawyer is gonna take a bunch of money from you to figure this out, to hack this out. And if you don't want to be with her, why are you, do, what, to, to, to push down? To put off the conversation of I don't want to be with you anymore? Oh, we'll is do that it. With if, this? if we're making the argument of somebody's making the decision of that's a problem for future me, yes, dude, yes, 100%. That is that is one of the hardest things to get people to recognize is take care of your issues today as opposed to putting them off until tomorrow. A 100%. And how many people have been in this situation where they know they're not with the right person or they know they're not at the right job or they know, you know, this isn't the situation I want to be in, but they continue to do it because it's easy, because it's easier than, than getting. See, up and doing something is about it, it easy like this is what i would say is that i think the brain gives you the illusion of ease in that situation okay but what is the overall cost on your body on your mind of your heart of the stress of the lying of the sneaking of the what if i get caught what if this happens i mean dude why do you want to live that way it, because it's like it because honestly it's like this isn't going to be the cigarette that kills me. And it's like, no, dummy, they're all going to be the cigarettes that kill you. They're going to add up into what kills you here. But just on that day-to-day basis, it's like, well, yeah, I feel crappy because I don't I don't eat right. I don't exercise and I, I don't take care of myself. But, dude, I don't want to get up and do something. Just, that's that. That's hard. If you if you are if the whole motivation is to avoid that uncomfortable conversation, yeah. how do you not logically say to yourself that if I actually go through and marry this person, that this conversation's harder, longer, more difficult? Well, there's probably a little bit of him. Longer. <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably a little bit of him. I would assume that is getting something out of this, and there's probably two things that he's getting out of this. Number one, a partner that's taking care of him, somebody who's taking care of his laundry, somebody who's taking care of like his build, somebody who's, you know, somehow or another giving him what he wants out of life there. And number two, he has a partner that lets him cheat on her. And like at this point, and whether 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 that's by design, her, she knows it and she ignores it, or, or he's dumb enough to get away with or it. Or he's sneaky enough and she's dumb enough to get away with it. Yeah. He's got a situation which him, in the moment, is feels win-win. like, dude, this is easy street man this bitch is doing my laundry i get to go bang other chicks what am i what am i leaving this for i want to be i want to be signed up for this forever yeah i i i guess i just don't look at things that way like if, if the whole point is to avoid uncomfortable conversation then do it now rip the band-aid off now it only dude the more you put things off the only more uncomfortable they get 
Now I understand. Not dude, nobody's good at these conversations. Nobody's no. good. Nobody's good at I don't love you anymore. No. And if you are good at that speech, you're a dick. Yeah. Like, you probably never loved I mean? her from the jump. Exactly. You're just you're probably just a jerk. But like at the end of the day, like nobody's good at this, but I want to save myself the stress. But my buddy Marty always says this to me. He's like, Stan's very he's like what you always forget is is that the the fear of being alone outweighs the fear of being with the wrong person for most people that he's like, you're all right being alone. I'm okay being alone. He's like, that drives most people crazy. Now, is this a mistress situation that he's in where he's been banging the same chick for the past five years? Or is this like a, Hey, I'll just throw it wherever I can on any given night. Full disclosure. I should tell you that I have not hung out with these people in a long while. Maybe he's got it all turned around. Maybe he's not once upon a time. It was a full blown not only one, two mistresses, wow. where he was sleeping with two women wow. like routinely, and I knew them both. And if you're doing that, and you've already got a girlfriend, fiance, significant other of some sort, you are also throwing it wherever it goes. You are also 100%. If you're already, I, mean, I can't, I can't deny that. If you're sure, already yeah. juggling three, what's what's four. what's a one night four, one dude? So yeah, so I'm sure, I'm sure this dude was skeezy on a magnitude of levels right here, which goes to show me this dude is not capable of making that tough decision of like. Dude, I've got I've got to do right here, and of course he's going to continue to want to marry her. Why not? She lets him do this. Why don't you? Why? Because uh, they're hard. I was going to say, why don't you just explore an open relationship? Like that's obviously what it is you want, right? So in today's society of dating apps and this and that, and like you can you know just go find somebody who's looking for that. Does that become? I mean, and I think obviously all sexual things have become a little bit more mainstream because we're open to more and we've just been around as a society for longer. And Oh, open it, relationships are totally mainstream You now. You think mainstream? Ah, uh, all right. As far as like, you know, you know, must-see TV Thursday? No, I don't think that mainstream. But I think a lot of millennial people are probably understanding that. It's like, you know, I actually think that, that, that this younger generation is starting to find out that a lot of these standard roles that we've been told this is the way you do it are kind of BS. And that technology, Honestly, if it does anything, it it, it takes all these old equations that the world has given you as truth and it flips them on their head of, well, not really. And I think that's what I think people are starting to see it. Yeah, I think that people are going to and and, and that envelope is just going to get pushed further and further. Um, But at some point. You know, restaurants are going to be like, dude. There's so many open relationships out there. We got to start doing a two for two for sixty instead of doing this two for you know this two for right. twenty five now. Like, dude, we got to we got to we got to ump the ante here. We got to do two for thirty five. Like, we got our three for thirty five. We got to start accommodating this. I just wonder in my life, will that become like 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 homosexuality? Fifty years ago, nobody thought that was going to be mainstream. Nobody thought that was going to be if something. You, no, if you would have asked me when I was in high school if gay marriage would have ever been legalized, I would have said no. No, of course not, dude. Right. Nobody nobody saw stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see like does that mormon mentality of like yeah dude i got six wives is that going to be a thing have you ever been in an open relationship no no i've never uh i feel like I've, honestly i feel like having that conversation with any girlfriend is that's that's a that's loaded dude that's you're walking into a minefield right there you normally hey well here's the thing you normally have that conversation if that's what you both are after, well before you become a couple. Yeah, and you know the person you're with. This is what I always say about dudes who press for threesomes with their wives. It's like, dude, if you're married for 15 years and you think all of a sudden you're going to talk her into a threesome, that she's never had any bisexual experience in her life before. She's never made out with another chick, but you're just going to be like, hey, babe, maybe we should spice things up and I can bang another chick. You're an idiot. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. Dumb, dude. Your wife's not going from straight lace to whore, over, <laughs> you know, overdoing your dishes and, you know, getting the skid marks out of your underwear. You think that's going to turn her slutty overnight? I highly doubt it. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 710 will get you guys hooked up with a thousand dollars. I um I will uh I will be experiencing a day of birth tomorrow. Okay. And uh I have officially turned a page. Okay. And uh mortality smacks you in the face around 37. Okay. Right? Like it's like two years after you turn 35, you're just like, geez, when 35's in the rear view, you're like, oh my God, this thing's over, right? Okay. And then like after, every year after that, like mortality just starts smacking you in the face. It's like apparent that like you're over it, like your best years are well behind you, that whole thing. Okay. It's, it's I mean, dude, it really does. That seems depressing. I turned 35 in like six months, so yeah. that's that's kind of sad. It's all downhill from okay. here, bro. All right, dude, I feel like you've been telling me that for the past four years. It's all downhill, Phantom. It is. Okay. It's, it's all, it's all downhill from All here right. and uh i uh i got smacked in the face with it again yesterday <laughs> just got a just got mushroom stamped by life all right tell me what happened ouch i don't want to no that sounds bad <laughs> i i found myself and i'm at, i'm adjusting it right now and actually i posted a photo of it at facebook.com slash show it's also on my instagram dan.stansbury when people ask me how old i am i'm just gonna show them a, a picture of this Goddamn elbow sleeve I gotta be wearing now because I have I don't know if they call it tennis elbow or whatever but like I used to it kind of comes and goes I had it in my left arm now it's been my right and this one's been worse <laughs> it's been no I have it in both I think it's probably obviously because of all the golf I play but right like, um it, it I mean dude it hurts like for real like so much so I had a, I had two straps. Like, I had those, right? I had the straps. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all right. And then that wasn't, like, getting this one done. So I was, like, on my way home from the course yesterday, <laughs> I stopped at, like, so there I was at Zor, and I stopped at, like, that giant eagle on whatever that road is right there. Okay. And I got one. It was the wrong size. I was, like, trying to put it on the parking lot. <laughs> I was, like, trying to, like, pull, like, an old lawnmower. I was, like, just yanking on the thing, trying to get it up my arm. And then I get in the car, and I was, like, well, you big dummy. You bought the small medium. There's not a small medium anything on no. you other than your penis. No. Nope. So, like, what are you doing? So then I go home, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go out for the Cavs game. I'll just go get a new one later. So then, sure enough, I go up to the Giant Eagle on Tusk there, and I grab one. I put it and I put it on and then I do like an idiot. I walked into Lobies forgetting that I had it on. And everybody's looking at me like, dude, you're not playing in the Cavs game. <laughs> <laughs> there I am in a Cavs t-shirt <laughs> and a compression sleeve like, I'm showing up. I'm ready to hit free throws, coach. Yeah, I'm sure that hot chick working at the Lobie's uh, patio right there was like, yeah, man, this old dude that smells like Ben Gay and thinks he's going into the Cavs game. Man, I totally want to jump on that. Yeah, he thinks he's going in there, too, and he ain't. I, uh, I, uh, no, was honestly, as soon as I saw her, I whipped it off. I did. I, like, yanked it out, crumbled it up, put it in my box. And then he looked young and spry. That's well, exactly what no, happened right the there. the problem there is you take it off and you can see the imprints on your skin. So I just got, like, these two huge, like, pad marks 
on my arm like, what the hell happened to you? That chick, 27 years old, smoking hot, probably has every dude walking into that establishment hitting on her, and she's just like, God, man, I love that I love that Bengay smell, dude. What it's I need great. is an old, fat, <laughs> premature ejaculator. If I could get my hands on one of those, my life would just be rounded out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, dude, it was not fun times, like, driving, dude, this thing, dude, I slept with it on, and I woke up and it still hurts. Do you, uh, do you feel, do you feel this age sneaking up on you? I mean, like, you're on the, you, you know, you're wrong side of 40 here we're talking about. Are you having the, what do I want to say, the midlife crisis no. that is associated with? I don't feel like I'm allowed. Okay. I, I really don't. I, um, I, and here's why. Dude, I got everything I want. My yeah. life's really good. I got yeah. a good job that I like. I'm, I, I, much like everybody else in America, I can make more money. But, like, you know, welcome to society, right? Yeah. But outside of that, like, dude, I got a good life, right? I come and go as I please. I do whatever I want. I got a good job. If I bitch about how old I have to be when my life is good, I'm kind of like a dick, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, yeah. I, I really... I'm trying the older I get to really look at the positives that I have and not like harp on the negatives because there are people like I I look up and down my street and there are people who don't have air conditioning because they can't afford it. There are people, you know what I mean? Like people are legitimately going without and I don't. So for me to complain about how old I am, I just feel like a dick doing it. Um, at this point, I would say too that like there's plenty of guys who are turning 42 or 43 like you, and plenty of guys who are you know living in an apartment, and 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 guys who who have been forced into this situation where they feel like, oh, where are my wife? Where are my kids? You decided on all this, and right. you made it a reality. So like there's to me, it's very much like, well, you you knew this, man. You knew what this was coming with, and and with it came some good and some bad well, and, and i think you know here's the thing though i did kind of see oh another funny story okay. so i another guy was like sitting next to me right. and i i kind of got like a view of like what your life would be like if you take like the i'm never settling down like right. path and it does look a little like i don't want to i don't want to be that dude and this guy now i'm inside lobies now not on the patio right now i'm inside and a guy pulls out like six arrowhead rocks to show the bartender and I was like, he sunk, right? Like, I was like, dude, this is he sunk for sure. What, what are arrowhead like 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 yeah, stones? Yeah, like the little arrowhead stones. Okay. Right? Bought them in the parking lot, by the way. And okay. uh, and then showing them to the bartender. And I figured this guy's like older than I am. She's younger than me. And I was like, he's got no shot, right? Hey, dude, if if you if you as my friend like brought those out of your pocket and showed them to me, you'd have no shot. I'd be like, dude, what are we doing? I, I don't want I don't want to talk to you anymore. Nope. She turns around and goes, Oh yeah, I collect those. I display them on top of my TV. I was done. I signed up. <laughs> right there and went home. I was like, okay. I am obviously striking out. I have no business. I have no idea what's going on. I got a compression sleeve on. That guy's got arrowhead rocks. Do it better than me. I got to get out of here. All right. Uh, the, I, I, I have been staying away from the president because it upsets people, but mm -hmm. something happened yesterday that it is pretty monumental. We have to get into this. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. You hear me laughing because I uh, looked through my Facebook notifications, and apparently eight years ago today, I was on the Las Vegas trip with my friend Holly, uh, who was not homeless, who actually was had a sign outside of a Las Vegas casino that said, I'm not homeless. I just need rims. Donate money. <laughs> and sure enough, dude, she made a ton of money that night. I mean, you put a hot girl, dude, out there in nothing but a bikini top and a pair of short shorts asking for money. Thirsty dudes are going to throw money in a bucket. Just didn't. She was right. I thought she was nuts. And then sure enough, all night long, it happened. 
So something happened yesterday that I uh, that I found interesting. And you should have seen this one coming. And he brought it on himself. And that's why I don't even feel bad about it. He's going to bitch. He's going to moan. He's going to do what he does. But ultimately, dude, the president brought this one on himself. And so he's got nobody to blame but himself. And a federal judge ruled yesterday that the president is not, cannot block users from Twitter. It is unconstitutional. He is breaking rules against the Constitution if he blocks users on Twitter. And here's why I'm okay with it. Here's perfectly why I'm okay with it. You are no longer just a citizen. You are the leader of citizens, right? So there's that. That's first and foremost, there's that, right? True. Second, you have spent two years discrediting the media. And by telling everybody that the media is bad and that the media is against you. Now, I would agree that there are media outlets who are honestly fake news and solely out to get them. And you know what I mean? And there are those, but not all of them, right? And... But you've discredited the media as much as you could, every chance you could, right? And then what have you said on the other flip on the other side of that? What you've said on the flip of that is, is that I get my message straight to the people. I circumvent the media because you lie. I tell the truth. I'm going straight to the people via Twitter, right? That's been his whole argument. Well, then you can't, you can't not let me see it. You, this is my country. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't block these people. You can't do that. If the whole thing is, is that the news doesn't tell you the truth, I'm the guy that's going to tell you the truth on what's going on in your country, then I need to be able to see what's going on in the country. You can't have it both ways here, dude. Yeah, as the president, like you said, obviously there is going to be a very, very, very different set of expectations of things you are and are not allowed to do. Now, if this was, you know, private citizen or private citizen Donald Trump, then this isn't we're not even talking about this. But like you're the president. Well, even though still that even that, though, you're right. You're not wrong. But even that. Blocking people isn't always the best call. Like you, Matt Fantone. Nobody, dude, it's not against the law for you to block anybody. No. But what I would tell you is is that it, it it probably hurts your business at the end of the day. probably hurts your popularity at the end of the day. Remember once upon a time there was a guy doing mornings across the street here. One of these other radio stations. I can't remember the name of the station or the, remember the name of the guy. But he had his tweets protected. Like he was a he he had a private Twitter account. It's like, dude, you're you're on the radio. You're trying to build the biggest net there is. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can make the argument of like, well, you know, President Trump's net is big enough, and he has the base he needs. But I need the information. Right. At the end of the day, you're still the president of everyone. People that support you and people that do not support you, you still are their the, president. The so. moment he blocked one person, and I saw it online where people were bitching about it, I knew he was done for. I knew this was bad. Because, dude, you can't tell everybody you're the guy telling everybody the truth and you're the guy giving them, I'm giving you the straight cold facts and then not give it to everybody. You can't do that. I think you can make the argument of if you have uh, threatened the president online, if you have tweeted at him like, yo, you know, if if you've made a threat. Then you can make the argument of maybe blockable, but if you're like tweeting at him and saying, "Dude, you're such an idiot. You're the worst president ever." That that that's not good enough. Like you'd have to go to an honest to god threat as opposed to just being against him. Like I, maybe I'm naive here, but if you make an actual threat, I think blocking you is the least of my concern because aren't we finding you and charging you? You would like so, to think so. So then I don't have to block that person. You would, would like be to think my, so. And so like maybe I'm naive there, but. I knew the moment he was out there telling everybody that you can't trust the media and he's the only person that you can trust. The moment he blocked the first person, I knew this was trouble. 
And how did he not know that was trouble? How did nobody on the staff know that was trouble? Or did they not care that it's trouble? Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is one of those situations where it's like, nothing stuck to me yet. Why would I care about this? This is going to be the thing that seems too far. Like, no, of course not, dude. You've, 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 you've made your name. You've, you've made your run to the presidency based on this brash behavior. And for better or worse, like, that's the truth. And I, I'm not going to change it. And, and here's the thing, dude. Is this judge? Dude, you know, you already know. You can already read the tweet coming down the pipeline of like, dude, these these judges, they, they're overstepping their boundaries, blah, 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 blah. They're liberals. You know, they were put in by the Obama administration to bring me down. So, like, I, I, this isn't going to He's not going to he's not going to unblock people. He's not. No, he won't. I, I wonder. I wonder if it'll hold. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know if this decision will hold up. You know what I mean? This could be reversed. I don't see it though. It's information to the human to, to, to the American public. At the end of the day, I mean, when presidents write letters, those go into like those are transcripted. Like you, when you are the president, your correspondences are are a part of public record right there. So like every phone call you make is recorded, right? So like you can't make this argument of like, well, dude, you know, he's he's got his privacy. It's like no, you don't. These these are official statements that you are putting out to the people of America. You can't. You, you can't you can't censor those from people. You can't. I I'm trying to think of how many people I've had to block. It's not many because I have thick skin. But it's I I did have as I took a guy off my friends list the other day on Facebook because he was just an idiot. And I was just like, you know what? Every day it's something with you. I'm done. I am done. See ya. But I really try hard not to do that. Although what I would tell people who get blocked from other people. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like people who get like put in Facebook jail. Yeah. Do you know the things I've said done on Facebook have never been removed from Facebook ever because I'm a grown up. Like if you are getting kicked off of like social media platforms or you are being blocked by people, you need to look at that behavior. What did you do? What did you say? Where does that come from? What are you doing? What are you spending your day doing? I know President Trump um, not necessarily going to be in charge of his own Facebook account there, but I wonder what how that transfers over into other social media sites. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just Twitter that applies here. Obviously, this is across the board. It's going to be a mall. Let me ask you this question. Somebody's asking me this. Does it matter that he's using his personal Twitter handle? He doesn't use the one for the president. Yeah. At POTUS. Well, there's there's at POTUS, yeah. which, and that goes from president to president. Yeah. And then there's at real Donald Trump. And no, you're the president in all capacities. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's, I, I, it's, that's a distinction without a difference, if you ask me. I think at the end of the day, you cannot tell people that the media doesn't tell the, the, doesn't tell the American people the truth. I'm the guy that's going to tell the American people the truth and then not give that truth to all American people. That's not okay. Now, I, I, I know there's kind of uh, uh, conflicting reports on this, but what if he's not the one that's actually composing the tweet? You know what I'm saying? Or not the only one con- exclusively running the account. Does that change the conversation? I think what, what what's going to happen there then, or what should happen there is, is that if you want to keep at real Donald Trump and you want to tweet about things that are not about policy, that are not about running the country... Okay, and then nobody shall be blocked from at POTUS, then fine. Isn't, I mean, isn't everything you say, everything you do, isn't that affecting policy when you're the president? I mean, yeah, sort of. Every every word that comes out of your mouth, you know. I mean, dude, like, inaccurate statements from that guy can crash the stock market. So, like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when your words have that kind of power, 
then maybe yeah. You you can't tell the American people that you're going to give them the information straight to them and then deny it to them. You can't do that. Does this apply to other politicians? If I'm you know Ohio State Senator Sherrod Brown, is it does that does that apply? I think what's going to happen is you will start to see Twitter handles like this: the office of the Ohio Governor Sherrod okay. Brown. Okay. Okay. And then it'll just be like we're this guy's not tweeting the office, and here's what the office is working well, on. And not to, not to get into like the Sherrod Brown conversation, but what I know what he does on his Twitter is that he'll have people tweet for him the ones that he composes. He signs with like SB on the bottom. Yep, or something okay. like that. So they make a distinction. But at the end of the day, I mean, this can go down to City Council that we're talking about yeah. here, like. You can't block your constituents from hearing what you have to say. And it, like I said, with the exception of like threats or something like that. But as a whole, like I, if my council person blocked me on Facebook so I couldn't see what he was saying, dude, I would be livid. Yeah, about you can't that. do that. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I don't know the answer to this question, but I don't even know if this happens. I'm being asked, so if he sends out a newsletter to his Republican base, he's wrong because he doesn't send it to the whole country? Well, I don't know if he does do that, and I don't know if you're if, he, if, if they do do that. I honestly don't know. I'm ashamed to say I don't. But ultimately, my opinion is, yeah, well, I, th- I think you are wrong. Well, and first of all, that newsletter would be printed on the front page of the newspaper. And, and well, I don't know, difference between... Difference between like sending out a correspondence to like like you said like to you know donors from the RNC or whatever like that that's still accessible by the public. You're sending it to people, but it's still a part. You're not blocking anybody right. from seeing. You're it. not restricting anybody from yeah. seeing it. Now, granted, enough people retweet him and enough people quote tweet him to where it's like, well, you're probably going to end up seeing the tweets too. But again, those are. That's those are those are pretty loose strings there. Well, and you're making assumptions there of like you follow somebody that would have retweeted that, and like right. at the end of the day, though, I think if you have somebody blocked, I can't see them. Like, like if if I oh, is that right? Yeah, I believe like I think like Bleacher Report or something has me blocked, and I can never see their. What the hell did you do to Bleacher I, I Report? Tweeted something about like LeBron or something. It wasn't anything like it wasn't anything like yo, that's my deep no, Bleacher I'm Report. Sure. I was, was, I'm saying, what were you defending it, LeBron James? Something, something something comparable to that, and I and maybe it's not. It's one of those. It's one of those like barstool sports, or one of them has me blocked, and I'll always wonder like, oh well, what will you do without the pizza review? <laughs> what will you do? Always, Soul Preds. That guy is such a douche. It'll always say that guy qu- is such a douche. Tw- quoted tweet unavailable. Quoted tweet. I and I, I can never oh. access it. So oh. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't block people. I try. I try my hardest not to. Now a lot of you go out of your way to try to get put on the list because people are just awful. But I really try not to do it because it just feels petty to me. And it also, to me, it kind of shows like I care and I don't want to care. You know what I mean? But you're the president, dude. You can't discredit the media for two years and then not give all of us the information. If you're going to be the information president, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm telling the American people what's real. Then you got to give it to all of us, dude. It's as simple as that. But I do think that there might be a chance that this ruling does get reversed. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with it. A Las Vegas brothel is pushing all their chips in the middle. I'll tell you how they're doing it next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. And Craig Wakeham from the Wakeham Auto family is on the phone with us right now. And Craig, I this is what I've heard, is that you guys over at the Wakeham Auto family are doing a huge Memorial Day sales event. And if my listeners have $99 to put down, they can put a new car in their driveway. 
You're right, you're right. Our Memorial Day sales event, it started last Thursday. It's every day until the end of the month. Uh, we will be here Memorial Day Monday, 9 to 5. Uh, and it's a great time to get yourself a new vehicle. With just $99 down and a job, you can get approved at Wacom Kia with our credit amnesty program. That is amazing. I'm looking through some of these deals right now. And if you put $99 down at the Wake Up Auto Family right now, you can get a Kia Soul at just 200 bucks, or a Honda Civic at just 200 bucks, or the Subaru Forester. Now, those cars are awesome. At just two. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We'll pass out another $1,000, $810 this morning. We also have some uh, Coheed and Cambria tickets and some WWE tickets. We'll do WWE around 8.30. Do Coed and Cambria around 9.30. I think it's official to say. I'll just come out and say it. There's been been some added stipulations to the main event of that WWE event right there. Okay, well, what are they? Well, you've got the WWE World Champion AJ Styles going up against Shinsuke Nakamura, and that is now a no-DQ match right there. No disqualifications in the Canton Civic Center, baby! Is this what this... Oh, my God. I got an email from my boss that was like, updated event card. Is this what this is? Oh, yeah, dude. You got to get that information out there. Very important. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. <laughs> sure it is. Hey, hey, Rock 106.9 Twitter, unblock every listener because we got to make sure we give them all the information about the no DQ match happening. I got to tell you, dude, you say you keep saying it. All I want is soft serve. You want wrestling. I want ice cream. But say a DQ to me. All right, I uh, I saw this the other day, and you knew this was coming because they do it all the time. All right, but there's a brothel in Las Vegas. That is, and they just dude every time these brothels do it, they do it wrong. Okay, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights are an NHL hockey team. They're an expansion team, and they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Actually, I believe that starts Monday night, and I believe it's the Washington Capitals. Um, which I got to text my buddy and uh, and tease him because he bet Tampa Bay to win the whole thing and told me they were a lock and well they're 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 no longer that lock. So it's Caps versus Golden Knights Monday, May twenty eighth. And what this brothel in Las Vegas has decided to do is, if the Golden Knights win, the victory party for players. They'll like give the players girls and they'll have the whole thing. Right. And I don't understand this. If you're a professional athlete, the last thing you need is brothel chicks. Yeah. Like, now I know, you know, what's his name from the NBA was there and like this and that. Like, I'm sure like those guys like prostitutes. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is those guys have the money. They have the access to women. They have the access to like, you know, you know, groupies and the thing. So why would you not then make this party for if you're a Golden Knights season ticket holder or if you went to Game 7 or whatever. Make it for the fans. Give the fans free vagina. They're the ones that need it. Yeah, 25,000 fans in attendance at the Golden Knights game versus, like, I don't know what a hockey roster is, 25,000 dudes a week anyway? (laughs) Come on, they're prostitutes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why why don't you make this make it about season ticket or make it about yeah. that? Like, give it to the fans. Yeah, they're I the mean, ones that need it, and more so, those are the people that will be better repeat customers. Well, the thing I was going to say though is that like, what's really going to get you to pop off on a national level if you're trying to get attention? Makes you pop off pretty well, quick. <laughs> well, if you're trying to get attention easy. on your brothel, what's going to be a bigger deal? Hey, we gave this schlub who has season tickets to the Knights uh, a hooker or whoever. I don't know who this, the hockey 
hockey stars are nowadays. I, I don't. I have zero clue who's on the Golden Knights. Slurry. <laughs> okay, so so like well, you know you know what I'm saying. If if those dudes come and those dudes party and those dudes are are are, are banging your hookers out, that's a much better stamp and endorsement than you know. Uh, hey, this is John from you know Section Seven. But they're not going to do it. You see what I'm saying? Like. You think the local Las Vegas news station could be like, and here's the brothel where the defensive line is just <laughs> railing everything. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Of course that doesn't happen. Give it to the schlub in the 300 section spilling Coors Light down his chest. That's who needs the prostitute. Those guys, dude, the Golden Knights are going to order in and have them sent to the hotel. They're yeah. not driving out to the Pahrump, yeah. Nevada to get to, to get to go to the brothel. I mean, the fact that dudes, and I don't think it's nearly as frequent as it was because of the implementations, of, uh, you know, of like Tinder and, and online dating and stuff. But the fact that like pro athletes were going to strip clubs so frequently back in the day, to me, it's always like, dude, strippers are a pretty obedient type right there. And if you say, yo, come to this hotel and we'll give you the money. That's all it's going to take. You don't have to go out anymore like that. You don't have to go to a brothel like that anymore. So, yeah, you're right. If, 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 I'm, if I'm on the Golden Knights, I'm not taking, I'm not yeah, taking I'm, that opportunity. I'm hitting up them DMs, and I'm showing pictures of stacks. Here's a picture of a rack. Come on over. Here's the hotel number. Boy, they don't need to go to the brothel. They don't. Give, they it, don't. To, give it to the commoner. That guy's going to be a repeat customer over and over and over again. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from The Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something. No matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. Which is why I want you to talk to the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They're the people who did my LASIK surgery two years ago, man, and I am still seeing 2020 crystal clear. You could be doing the same. Now, if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have a ton of questions, which is why they have so much information available to you at RollHoltVision.com. You can check out the financing options, take the self-evaluation test, see if you're a good candidate for LASIK, find out everything you need to know. I repeat that website. Go visit it today. It is RollHoltVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 810. We'll pass out that $1,000. Cops here in the area were really busy yesterday. Listen to this. We're a green resident now facing multiple felony charges. Uh... Apparently, there was a chase down the interstate, down 77 yesterday. Okay. John Payne, 46, took cops on a, uh, on a wild goose chase there. He's being charged with aggravated burglary, robbery, and felonious assault, currently being held in the Summit County Jail. Uh, they got a call around 145 Tuesday about a burglary at a residence on East Canton Road. Apparently, he had confronted the homeowner and said, Give me the keys to the car, right? And then fled in her vehicle. And around 2 o'clock, deputies had been told that somebody had been breaking into other vehicles along Maslin Road, right near 77 there. All right. So cops then responded to the call. They were told that the suspect had stolen the vehicle. We had already told you about that, right? And was driving south on I-77. However, he had been using the northbound lanes. Oof. Meaning going the wrong way on the freeway they pursue him and uh, apparently he exited the highway at Portage Street jeez where he uh, struck a sheriff's vehicle the collision luckily did not end 
uh, or I'm sorry, I, I, I thought they were about to tell me about somebody's, um, you know, personal help there, but it did not end the pursuit as uh, he got back on I-77 and headed south. He got off at Everhard then. This whole thing wrapped up at Belden Village Mall parking Jesus, lot. dude. Jesus. If you think, and this just goes to show you how dumb and desperate the criminal is. If you think you are going to get away by driving into Belden Village, dude, I got nothing for You're you. You're out of your mind. I got nothing for you. Dude, I like, look, Belden is very convenient because everything you want's all right there in like mm-hmm. three blocks, right? Mm-hmm. But I got a rule, 11 to 7. And I'm not doing it. Really? Between 11 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock at night, I'm done. That's an eight-hour stretch. Your boy is done. I don't have enough decency in me to to, to deal with it. I'm sorry. I lose my ish over there. It makes me crazy. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's convenience in it for sure, but dude, the, because it was two days ago, I had to go in there right after the show because I went and got my hair cut, dude, and I'm telling you right now, dude, it was Thunderdome. It was probably 11, 11.30, and dude, I mean, just people trying to make lefts out of the wrong lane. People don't know where they're going. They're looking at their phones, dude. It was chaos. It gives me anxiety. Because Dix is right over there, right? right? And right. so, dude, I, I uh, in Foxy Golf's over there. The two places where I buy ninety percent of my golf stuff are those two places. And so, like, I'm always just like, all right, here we go. Like, I, but it is. It's like you got to get. It's battle. It is battle. Pulling out of those parking. Lot, oh my god, it's brutal. <laughs> And so, like, what would you do? Three more exits down the road. There's no, there, yeah. there's no more traffic. You're fine. Why did you get off at the one place where everybody in the city is at all times? That makes absolutely no sense. I bet that dude needs a thousand bucks, probably. But he's in jail and he's not allowed to have it. So we'll pass out a thousand dollars. We will do that next on Rock 106.9. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. It is America's fastest growing MMA promotion. Their next event, June 30th at the Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Featuring local and professional fights, Honor Fighting Championship, they give you the ultimate MMA experience. Tickets are still available, including ringside seats, but they are going quick. Don't get shut out of this event. Go get your tickets right now. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 169. About to pass out $1,000 here. I talk about this a lot where I feel like the average person doesn't move around enough. Okay. I believe strongly that uh, that you as a person should live in multiple places. Um, I believe it helps make you more well-rounded. When I think about the memories I have in life, a lot of them are about some of the other places I've lived and the people who were still in those locations and missing them and wanting, you know what I mean, and the good times I had with them. And when I think about the fact that had I never moved, I wouldn't have those memories. Some of my most favorite things are from when I was living in Vegas or when I was living in Oregon or when I was living in Florida. Or like, It's like when you live in other places, you experience other people, you see other things, your mind is open to other things, you become a more open person. I would agree with that, and I think that's definitely been a part of my story, but like, I think a lot of people don't necessarily put the same emphasis on that, like, well, I want to know more, and I want to have more of a view on the world, and I want to have a bigger picture in perspective. I think a lot of people like... I don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, I like they like the, the, the closed world that they have. They don't want that. Uh, yeah, that's not for me. All right? And it's, you know, different strokes, different folks, right? I mean, you know, so whatever works for you works for you. I just... I think a lot of times people will sell themselves on why they're not doing stuff when in reality it's just like you're just not doing it. Okay. And so you will use okay. excuses on why you're not. Sure. Okay? So we found this out. That 23% of people 
feel that they have yet to check off even one iconic landmark across the nation. That's a lot. That you haven't been to one iconic landmark in the country? Like, you haven't seen, I don't know, the Statue of Liberty? Like, the Grand Canyon? I mean, uh, uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Mount Rushmore is a big one. See, now I've seen all three of those things, and I am happy that I have said I've seen all three of those things. This problem actually gets worse because they find out not only are you not visiting landmarks across the country, you're not visiting stuff that's close to you. Okay. They say a huge, huge portion of people, eight in ten Americans, have been to every restaurant in their town but have not been to the biggest tourist attraction where they live. Uh, Yeah, that sounds right to me, especially because once it's something local, it feels so, well, it's always there. I don't need to go see it. It's there. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no sense of urgency on something like that. 55% have admitted that they have a local landmark that they want to see, but have not checked it out. That's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, I, like this is who I am as a person. All right, I had been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame before moving here, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Because it's a big, huge thing, right? And I'm a football fan, so I had been. My actually, when I was a little kid, my grandmother, my dad's mother, was a huge NFL fan, huge, and she would bring me down here for the induction ceremonies all the time. She wanted to come all the time to that, and so I had been to that quite a bit when I was a kid. But when I first moved here, I was like, all right, well, take me to the McKinley Monument. All right, take me to the McKinley Museum. Like, let me see this stuff. Now, part of that was this job, and I wanted yeah. to be able to relate myself to the city as best as I possibly could. So a little bit of that, I will admit, is, is self-serving for my position. But if, if, this, if this were, to, you know, the, the study is to be trusted, if you really want to be, you know, to really live that Canton experience, you'd never have went. You know what I'm saying? If 55% of people fair at, point. at this point, That's you should fair. be like, dude, I don't even know what the McKinley, McKinley Monument looks like. Okay, now I get what you were saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, because that is the average American experience. I talked about this a couple, I think just this week. I don't understand this. I don't understand the lack of curiosity in the average person. I don't get it. And it goes back to something my dad used to tell me all the time when I was a kid. Daniel, only the interested can be interesting. If you want to be interesting to other people, then you got to see stuff. You got to read stuff. You got to do things. Because otherwise, what the hell is anybody going to want to talk to you about? If you don't have experience, if you're not engaged, if you're not interested, then nobody is going to want to discuss anything with you that you have to have a little bit of knowledge about all things. You got to be out there. You got to be moving around. You got to get get off my couch is essentially what my dad was saying. Get out of the air conditioning. Go outside. So many people get very comfortable in what they're doing. And I know at times I'm this person. I, I credited my girlfriend earlier this week for making me go to that Hall & Oates concert because it's like, if it, if I'm just left to my own devices, I'm just going to be like, eh, around. it's easy. I'm home. I don't want to do anything. I'm tired. And she's like, no, dummy, go do stuff. Get off your ass. Go be, go be a part of things. And sometimes you do. Sometimes you need somebody. And if nobody's there to do it for you, you're going to be, you're going to stay on that couch like anyone else. But sometimes you need somebody to kick you in the ass and be like, go, go, go. I feel very lucky right now because I'm reading inside this article. I'm also reading the top U.S. sites on Americans bucket lists. Okay. So I'll give you the top 10. Okay. Gettysburg, right? The Space Needle in Seattle, the New York Aquarium, the Golden Gate Bridge, One World Trade Center, the Empire State Building, Mount Rushmore, the Statue of Liberty, 
Yellowstone National Park, and the Grand Canyon. Out of the top 10 U.S. sites for most Americans' bucket lists, I have been to 9 out of the 10. The only thing on that list I have not been to is the New York Aquarium. I have seen everything else in person. I I didn't even know the New York Aquarium was like the thing to go see. I didn't know. Yeah, I've never never heard that. I love aquariums. There's a really good one in Mandalay Bay in Vegas. I take my niece every year I go. Like, we we, we always do that together. Like, that's really, I love aquariums. Had I known that, I would have went to that. But I have seen nine out of the 10 bucket list items for people to travel. And I don't even travel a lot. Like, that's just it. I don't even travel a lot. Like, a lot of this stuff is mostly spread out over years. Like, I did one thing 20 years ago, one thing 10 years ago. Like, it's mostly spread out. But I do feel very lucky in that. Now, let's give you a little contrast for that. Okay. The average average American, you've never seen any of that stuff, but the average American goes to a new coffee shop coffee shop every five months. You go to a new restaurant every four months. You go to a new park every five months. Uh, An average American hits a new beach every six months a state fair every six months, and a supermarket, you'll try a new one around every three months. But you're not willing to put two tanks of gas in your car to go check out something else? That's the thing, though, is that it feels... All those things, yes, they all sound like, oh, man, I would love to go see that, but they also sound very expensive. Like, And I know you're going to be able to say, well, look at this flight to, you know, wherever, and you can get it, you know, but people are afraid of that, man. People are afraid of throwing down, you know, $300 for a plane ticket for each member of their family, and then hotels, and then this, and then it's like, dude, what are we going to... So now we're just going to go see the Grand Canyon? Well, you know how this happens. Is is I'm 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 imagining some of these attractions aren't being as visited as they once were because if you have small kids, what are you doing? It's Disney. It's Universal. It's you know what I mean. They they yeah. want to they want to go ride the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. They don't care about the hole in the ground. You know what I mean? As the Grand Canyon, which I, I I'm making that sound really easy. I always say that I was one of those guys. You had to, dude. I actually had to be dragged to the Grand Canyon. I didn't want to go. I was like, oh my god, it's a hole in the ground. Who cares? And then I got there and I was like. Oh, I'm insignificant. I think that I think that goes to show you though what happens to a lot of people, especially when you're younger and you might have the time, the availability, even the expendable income to go do things like this. You're young and you don't necessarily get it. At this point, you're thinking like, well, dude, I'm not going to go spend you know three thousand dollars on this cross country U.S. trip. I'm going to spend that three thousand dollars on going to the bar and you know getting yeah. stoned and doing all that. And then by the time you're older, well, six thousand dollars. <laughs> by the time you're older and you have some perspective on life, and you're like, no. I, maybe I would appreciate the hole in the ground. Maybe maybe I would want to go see the Golden Gate Bridge. At that point, you got kids and they need money and they need stuff. And they, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it, it sounds it, travel just sounds I think amazing to everybody for the most part. I mean, like I said, there's going to be people who are like, "No, nah, dude, I never want to leave Navarre." Okay, but like, I think for the most part, it's just the the finances of it is well, it's just intimidating. Here's why this this article makes me laugh. You're lying on Facebook, America. Yeah. You're lying. (laughs) And here's how I know. The amount of people that post the, I have wanderlust. I am such a wanderlust person. You're not even going to the stuff that's down the street from you. You don't have wanderlust. What you have is wanting to go home from work. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. I honestly, I'm done. I am legitimately right, done. The is. NFL has finally made up its mind, and we'll give you some money so you can travel. Here's $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock.
106.9. Ask Craig Wakeham from the Wakeham Auto Family on the phone with us now. And your Memorial Day sales event already underway. You guys aren't waiting until Monday. This thing is going on right now, and you've got some killer deals. And apparently, if my listeners got $99 to put down, they could put a new car in their driveway today. Is that right? That is correct. If you have $99 and a job, you can get several vehicles for $200 a month right now, plus tax. So some of our best deals are going on right now because it's Memorial Day, and you can get a Kia Forte, which is a four-door sedan, a Subaru Impreza, four-door sedan, or the Honda Civic, a four-door sedan, all just $200 a month with just $99 down. That is an amazing deal. The Wakeham Auto Family is also offering our listeners 0% financing for up to 72 months. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those WWE seats for you uh, momentarily. 1-800-243-765, the number you will need on those. The NFL was listening to the Sansbury Show the other day. Nice. And has made their decision. And they kind of nailed it. They kind of got this right. It's up to you. You want to stay in the locker room as a protest to the National Anthem? Stay in the locker room. If you walk your ass out onto our field, our platform, you will stand or you will be penalized. I love it. I love it. Everybody wins. Everybody wins because if you don't come out of the if you don't come out of the locker room, we know what you're doing. But if you do, you were to show attention to the flag, you were to show attention to the National Anthem. And be thankful for your position in this great country that is known as America. Now, I understand what the argument against it is. There are problems in America, Stansbury, and we need to raise awareness for those. You're right. Here's what I will tell you, though. You are never going to live in a perfect country, ever. And so for the couple of minutes that that national anthem is on, we are going to suspend the fact that there are problems. And that couple of moments is for us to reflect on the fact that we live in the best place Well, they say the best place in the world. I don't know. I have no stamps on my passport. Neither do you. For all I know, America could be the 10th best country in the world. Okay? But you were to... Why is it so hard for that couple of minutes for us not to worry about the problems, but to be thankful for the fact that we don't have more? And that to be thankful that we do live in a place where we have a little bit of freedom. Well, if we have freedom, then they have the right to protest. No, you don't. This is not a constitution issue. This is a workplace issue. It is not your platform, NFL player. It is not. Much like I have said this a thousand times, the Stansbury Show is not Dan Stansbury's platform. This platform belongs to iHeartMedia. It is out on loan to me because I choose to use it responsibly. The day I don't, it will no longer be my platform. It's my platform to borrow. It's not my platform to own. And much like the NFL field is the same exact thing. It's not your platform. Also, you idiot, you have 36 million Instagram fans. There's your platform, idiot. There it is, right there. As a matter of fact, you have more fans on your Instagram than average NFL viewers of an NFL game. So why do you need the TV? You're more powerful than the TV! You're literally getting in trouble for live streaming video in the locker room after playoff games, you morons! But you need the five minutes during the National Anthem to get your point across? No, because what you want to do is stick your finger into the side of America and be like, it's not right, you're not right, you're not right. You're not trying to fix anything. You're trying to whine on the sideline and you know it. The NFL had to get their arms around this, and they finally did it right. You're allowed to protest, just not on our field. Sit in the locker room. 
Everybody knows what you're doing. Everybody knows what you're doing. What's the? I don't understand why this is still a problem. Meanwhile, NBA playoffs going off without a hitch. We got African American players in the NBA. I don't know if you've heard. They're excelling. They're pretty good at it, right? They're nobody's talking about this because you're not allowed to do it. We're only talking about this, and now this is what I love about sports media. You're not allowed to do it in one league. The other league's going to match that rule, and only one league's racist. Only one league is racist. You better be careful calling the NFL racist. Jason Whitlock points this out all the time. You show me the American institution that's made more black millionaires than the NFL. I'll wait. There isn't one. The NBA won't even be close because there's nowhere even near that many jobs. Four times as many jobs on an NFL field than an NBA court. This had to be done. This is not a constitution issue. This is a workplace issue. And your workplace has decided now. We're done with this. We did it for two years. We've been, all anybody talks about is this versus our game. We want people back talking about our game. This will be talked about momentarily. And then by the middle of the season when we're not doing it anymore, this is how we move it forward. This is the best decision the NFL could have made, in my opinion. The NBA won't even let you sit in the locker room. You got to come out. You got to come out. You're not allowed to sit in the locker room. The NFL is actually giving you more. And yet they're going to be called racist. And yet, Jameel Hill is going to be up on her hill calling the NFL racist all day. I love her. I absolutely love her. And when she's right, she's right. But she's a sable rattler on this, and she's trying to make people go crazy over this when she knows she's dead wrong. She is dead wrong on this issue. This is not a Constitution issue. It is a workplace issue. You are at work. Now, your workplace for two years told you, yeah, all right, well, let's see what happens. Let's see where this shakes out, and we'll, we'll do what we're going to do. Now your workplace is telling you differently. No, you're not doing this. I don't see the issue. Where's the issue? I have no problem. I understand America's got problems. Why can't you then go, okay, yes, but for these few minutes, we're all going to be thankful for where we are. You know, if I was to sit in here and bitch about how much I hate my job, aren't you going to be sitting there in your F-150 on your way to work going, Jesus, Stansbury, come do what I do and then see how bad it is, right? Well, isn't that a little bit true for the NFL player? Aren't we all looking at him going, dude, I, we get it, but you got it pretty good, right? Like, we all have it pretty good. So why don't we just celebrate the fact that we all live in America, despite all its problems, that it's still better than most places, and let's be thankful for that. Why does this have to be the moment in which you're going to tell us that there are problems in this country? You know why? Because you're not looking to fix anything. You are looking to make the people who are going to be angry at you angry, and that's the only reason you're doing it. You are being exposed as a fraud right now, and nobody's addressing that part of it. You are a fraud. You are doing this because you want to make the people angry because now you've been given middle ground and you're not happy with it. Meaning what? You're not looking for change. You're not looking to be an instrument of change. You're looking to make people angry and you've done it. And now you're shocked. Whoa, my God, what are all these people angry for? Why would they be angry? Because you're trying to make them angry. Are that many people really angry? I think that many people are angry. Yes, I think that many people are angry on both sides. Angry enough to do anything about it? No, but that doesn't mean they're not angry. And that doesn't mean they don't want people to shut up about it. And that doesn't mean that the NFL's not... First of all, the ratings were fine last year, but on average, they were down. They were fine. They still did better than most things, but they were down. The average games was down to almost a million viewers. Billion dollars more in profit last year? That's that. Did, but those two things are not necessarily equated. They're not necessarily equated. What? what how, how did that billion dollars come in? 
Was it solely tickets? Was it solely ratings? Was it was it merchandise sales? What was it? How did that billion dollars? Isn't this much like movie ticket prices? The ticket prices for NFL tickets go up every year. So aren't you naturally going to make more money? What I'm saying is, is that, yes, your business model has been fine, and it's withstood this for two years. But can it withstand it for five? I don't know. And why do we have to do it until it goes bad? Why don't we stop it before it goes bad? You know, like, think before, look down the field, cut off problems. Problems before they happen. That's what I would want to do as a CEO. That's what I would want to do as a commissioner. You've been given middle ground. Now shut up about this. Shut up. You got 36 million Instagram fans, bro. Stream it. Tell me about the problems and stream it. This is not a constitution issue. This is a workplace issue. The players have been wrong about this from the beginning. I told you from the beginning when this happened, this will land as anti-military. This will come off as anti-armed services. And it has. Whether that was your intention or not, and I know, I can already feel the tweet coming. You're going to show me the Marine who suggested to Colin Kaepernick that instead of sitting on the bench, he should kneel. That's fine. That's one Marine. One. Now, I know. There are enough military guys who are going to be like, that's exactly why I fought, so guys could protest. Get it. Cool. That's a legit standpoint. That is a legit view. Then there are other people who have served as like, dude, I think that that is really disrespectful to the sacrifice that me and my family made for these people's freedom, for all of our freedom. I feel like that's disrespectful. And that is a legitimate view. And that's a legitimate standpoint. But you have no right to protest at your place of employment. You don't have a right for that. Are you able to do it? Yes. But you are also able to be thrown out of your place of employment for doing it. Now, the president saying guys who protest maybe shouldn't be in the country is sad. That's a sad tweet. I don't want to kick wide receivers out of the league for showing me injustice in the world because there is injustice in this world. And honestly, I do believe that a large portion of black Americans are treated wrongly by by people in positions of power. I think we've seen enough cases of it where I won't deny it. But why can't we just take these few minutes to celebrate the fact that we live in a pretty good country and we all got it pretty good? Isn't this much like finish your food because there are starving kids in China? I get that life's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And why? Why does it have to be these three minutes? You know why it has to? Because you want people mad. You don't want to fix nothing. You're not out to be an instrument of change. You're really not. You're looking to be angry. And then so you could turn around and go, look, all these people are angry. Must mean they're racist. That's all you want. All you want is to be able to call people racist at the end of the day. That's all you want. I've said it from the beginning of this. Where is the long form conversation about police brutality in this country through this protest? It's not happening. We're not having open forums. We're not having long-form discussions on these issues. It isn't working. Your protest isn't working. It's not. There's no more long-form discussions. Nothing is. As a matter of fact, there's video just came out the other day of an NBA player didn't do anything, getting roughed up by cops. So the protest, the awareness, isn't doing anything. You're only trying to make people angry. The NFL had to do this, and they've given you middle ground. You want to protest? Stay in the locker room. But if you come out, the cameras are on. This is a television product. Grow up, be an adult, and realize it's a television product, and we're all in it together. So make the money. And don't cause problems for the business model. Shouldn't be that hard. This isn't that hard to figure out. Nobody's constitutional rights are being infringed upon. You are at work. You will do what work says you will do. 
We have WWE tickets that shows July 14th. Can't Civic Center. Let's send you caller number 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. Still have another $1,000 to pass out. Also, some Coheed and Cambria tickets. Stick around. Pass both those things out. Before the break, we were talking about how the NFL has changed their rule now. Uh, like, Here's the thing on this anthem protesting. You can do it. You just got to stay in the locker room. But if you come out on the field, you must stand and show uh, appreciation for this. Now, a lot of people are going to say, you know, the only reason that the NFL cares about this is because they've taken a bunch of money from the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And they've taken money from them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? So what? My business has taken, my radio station has taken millions of dollars from companies. Right? And if I came in here and was to do something that shed awful light on said companies, guess what happens? Somebody else hosts mornings at Rock 106.9. There are parameters for what your jobs are. And I don't understand it. Like, what do these NFL players think? That $36 million salaries fall out of the sky? They just fall out of the sky? No. They're curated through business relationships and through selling tickets. So if you make the fans mad, and if you make the, if you make some of your biggest contributors financially mad... Where do you think the money's going to come from? Um, I guess it, it, I'm just countering this just because it's 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 what I'm supposed to do here. It to yeah. You, sure. Um, it, show me the list of advertisers that ran away from the NFL. Okay. What I now I, and that's always been my argument, right? But what I would say to that is is why do I got to wait till that happens? Why can I not assume that's what's going to happen? It's my business to run. I'm going to choose and say that this might happen, and I don't want to see it happen. Yes, at the end of the day, it is your business to run. That is 100% the core of this argument, and that's why you're not getting a lot of argument out of me on this, is because, dude, at the end of the day, it is your business to run. I think it'll be very interesting to see the people who are celebrating, uh, well, yeah, dude, the business told you not to do it, therefore you don't do it. Would they have that same argument if the business owner told you not to say Merry Christmas? You know what I mean? No. You're right. So like, there's, there's hypocrisy. So, so so there's the line for me is like, if you're gonna do this, you got to be consistent amongst this. Like, Again, though, I was once told working retail in Solon, Ohio, do not say Merry Christmas. That this is a heavily populated Jewish population, so we will go with have a nice holiday. Is what we're going to do, and that was that guy's business. And, and, and I had to change what I did. Certainly, his prerogative to do so. Right. And, and 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 I mean, you know, if if McDonald's or you know Jim's restaurant down the street want to put these rules into place of like, no, dude, you're not allowed to spit your political views or your religious views. I'm, I'm 100 behind it. I just want to make sure there's consistency across the board. And I think you know exactly who I'm talking about when I, I say do. there's another media member in the area who is just celebrating this and beating his chest on this. And I guarantee you, if I as a business owner said my employees are not to say Merry Christmas, this guy would lose his mind. You are right. Lose his mind. You're right. And that's what that's that's the only problem I see with this is the people who want to He's bad on this issue. Pe- he is. People who want to who want to champion this. And it's like, are you gonna have the same outrage when the NFL Prints the NFL when prints the, the the flag on merchandise. Are you going to have the same problem with that? Because that's against flag code. It's against flag code to to put, drag it over the ground. To do honestly, to, the way they display it on the field is mm-hmm. against flag code. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the stuff with the pomp and circumstance of celebrating the armed forces and the military and the freedom of the NFL that goes against what you should do. There, there's truth in that. Is the NFL going to shut down concession stands when the national anthem plays? <sighs> okay. 
That might that that maybe should happen. But you're not going to. That maybe should happen. But though. you ain't going to. And if I start screaming about like the NFL selling bear during the flag during the national yeah. anthem, they're you're, gonna be like shuffling right. hard. You're right. You're right. Now here's what I will tell you. This is obviously not true of every stadium in America and every time. But I can I can remember being in line for a beer during the national anthem. And you know what happens in that line when it happens? Everybody does kind of stop. And everybody does kind of turn, and you kind of look at that TV that's right there, and you do kind of pay attention to it. You do. Mm, I've I've had I've had I've had different experiences then. I, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm sure they, I cannot make the statement that every single time this is what happens, right? But I've seen that. But if you wanted to say to me, if 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 if, if the players wanted to really be nitpicky and say, fine, but we should do this too, I would sign off on that. That if you don't want to sell beer during the national anthem, I'm perfectly okay with that. If you don't want to sell a soft pretzel during the national, you, you, you know what my argument against that is? You got four quarters to do it. So you can't take three minutes. Much like I would say to the wide receiver, do you got 36 million Instagram fans? Live stream it there. Well, then the NFL stadiums, guess what? You got th- four and a half quarters to sell the beer. Then why do you got to do it during the national anthem? How about, let's do this. How about we don't start selling things until after the anthem's over? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're not going to sell you a beer before the games. Okay. Like, well, I mean, come on. Come I mean, on. dude, you're barely allowed in the stadium that much, you know, before. You you know that will not happen. It's not going you, to happen. You know that will not happen. What I'm saying is is that people who want to look at me and call me a hypocrite, I'm willing to meet you there. I that I will literally I will literally meet you all the way there. How about no commerce until after the flag's done? And until after the the national anthem is done. How about that? I was actually the guy who said last year, let's just be done doing it. Let's be done with all the pomp and circumstance. Let's stop the anthem. Flip the coin. Play the game. That is far more likely than Not we're going to beer. stop selling For something. Sure. Dude, For that, sure. That I would agree. Way more likely. I would agree. Another One more thing on this is that we do have at least one owner of a team. Uh, the Jets' leadership has come yeah. out and said, look, we're going to pay these fines if our players want to do it. And that is smart in one regard only, is that teams are going to be looking for the team who, who or guys will be looking for the team who's like – Got their, their back. back. Yeah. And, but you got to think here, though. I mean, how much money are we talking about? These dudes are multimillionaires. And if we're talking about $10,000, which sounds like, oh, my God, $10,000, Matt Fantone, where would you come up with that? I'm telling you right now, Javaris Landry's got the cash. Like, what, what difference does that to make to him? That's why yesterday when we talked about the 15-yard penalty, that's why I thought that would be more effective than money. Yards, it affects the whole team. Yards mean more to a player than money does. If they really wanted to make it a penalty and on the field, I think it's got to be the biggest penalty that you have on the field. Meaning, dude, you go rogue. You go off-road with it, and you make it a 35-yard penalty. Like, make it really sting to where nobody does it. You know what I mean? But they didn't do that. What they decided is, you want to do this? Stay in the locker room. And everybody, because what's going to happen if you stay in the locker room? The media is going to spend the next three days talking about the 15 guys who stayed in the locker You still get it. You still get what you want, which is attention paid to what you're doing. But it doesn't have to be on the screen. Do you feel like that's disrespectful to stay in the back during the national anthem? I don't want to make that decision for everybody. I would feel like I was being disrespectful if I was to stay in the locker room during the National Anthem. I would look at it, but again, I'm not a black American. I don't have that struggle in this life. And I would admit that I do have an easier life than the average black man in America. I for sure do. To deny that would be crazy. All right, But me personally, I would feel like, you know what, dude, for these couple of minutes... 
I am actually going to suspend the fact that there are problems in this life and celebrate the fact that I don't have more problems than I could have and be thankful for what I do have and thank the people who did supply this for me, who didn't get paid anywhere near $36 million and came home without arms, without legs, without hands, and 22 of them a day are committing suicide because of what they went through over there. So I'm going to stand my ass up and show appreciation for that so maybe that doesn't have to happen anymore. That's what I would do. That's how I feel. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. We've been handling this NFL uh, anthem issue. And uh, we took a, uh, a message from a guy. I forget his name already, but he was like, you know, last fall, I could have swore you guys were saying, you know, the NFL is going to laugh this off. And, and now, look, they're changing it. Obviously, you know, our protest and like they do care. And I really don't think so. First of all, I never said the NFL would laugh this off. I my point from the beginning is the NFL better get their arms around this before it becomes too big of a problem. All we ever said is that ratings are down, but they're held consistently versus everything else on TV. They were still the most popular product on television by 10 miles last year. They still made money. Actually, attendance at the stadiums was up last year. Ticket sales were up. That's all we had said is that the NFL was big enough to withstand it is what we had said is that they were a big enough brand to withstand it. Okay. Also, trying to hold me accountable for something I said a year ago in a fluid conversation when new information gets put into things is a little crazy. It's a little crazy to be like, well, you know, then it's like, well, how much stuff changed? Well, so, I mean, if ticket sales are up last year and profits are up last year, then why change it? Why change it? I think I don't know the answer to that. My opinion is this, is that look at when it's being changed. When is it being changed? What else is going on right now? NHL playoffs. Right. NBA playoffs. Right. What are people talking about those things? The games. How LeBron's playing. Ty Lue can't coach. Oh, my God. The Rockets are going to beat Golden State, maybe. No politics. No controversy. No issue. Scoring. X's and O's. And the football wants to get back to X's and O's. They want to get back to it. They want to end the story. And they know if they do this, they know it's going to be part of the dialogue this year. Next season, we'll be back done. And so you end... Look, this is the best way to say this. There was no way this anthem issue ended well for the NFL. So all that was left was to end it fast. That was it. Yeah. Quit dragging it. There was no good end. End it quick. That's all that was left. It was the only decision left. And by the way, the NFL did kind of laugh it off a little because you're still allowed to protest. You're allowed to stay in the locker room. It's only on their field and on not even their field, let's be honest, on their TV cameras, their TV product. Well, I mean, most national anthems not getting played at a regular NFL game. It's usually only if it's, you know, a playoff game or there's an exceptional but the B-roll rolls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, it becomes a part of the story. And, like, I, I, I just think this is more than anything the NFL, like you said, kind of looking down the field here where it's like, okay, we're fine now. But that's like... All right, so your brakes squeak a little bit, and it's like, all right, we can ignore it for a minute. And then they squeak a little bit louder, and then you're like, all right, well, maybe I do have to get something. And then eventually they start grinding, and it's like, well, I haven't been into an auto auto accident yet, but 
I'm, I got something wrong here. What am I waiting for? Right. Got to take this bad boy over to Wakeham, get it all taken care of right there. Damn right. My buddy Jason you, buddy. Cushman over at Wakeham Honda will get you all hooked up. I got you, buddy. I still don't have Craig Wakeham following Dude. me on Twitter, but that's fine. But, oh, I'll make that happen. Well, dude, we'll see if we can make I'll that I'll tell Craig Wakeham you're a good Cavs follow, and he'll be on you. Dude, but, he loves Cavs Twitter. But, but I think this is an example of these things can be true, where the NFL... From all measurable, tangible statistics was fine. Like, it was doing fine, but that doesn't mean I don't see an issue coming down the line Okay, I am in the ratings business. We are actually in a ratings period right now, okay? The ratings of the Stansbury Show are through the roof. Really good. Yeah, by the way, I feel like it's been a while since we've said that. Uh, Number one show in the city. If any of you radio stations who want to be like, oh, we know that you're listening and your imaging pieces, dude. No, everyone's listening to us. By the the way, just letting you know that. There's literally tumbleweed rolling through the floor at at Mix 94.1 in their sales bullpen. Come on, dude. Literally tumbleweed. Come on. Anyway, my point being is the ratings of the show are really, really good. Yeah. But do you think I go home and then, then put my feet up and go, they're always going to be good? No. 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 What happens when you're top of the pops is, is you worry more. Like, oh my God, how do I stay here? Because if I slip now, then it looks bad. Yeah. How do I maintain? What do I not maintain? How do I win? How do I beat? That's the next thing. You don't get to the top and go, well, all good. Got it figured out now. No, you continue to look down the field and how you can improve and be better and make sure you don't lose. If you're going to kick your feet back, you know what's going to happen. Somebody else is coming for you, and that's why McDonald's still rolls out commercials every single day is because it's like, yeah, dude, we're top of the pops today, but if we don't do something to get better, we're getting worse. This is an interesting question I did not think about, but Joe tweets in and asks me this question. Will there be a camera in the locker room for players who are protesting the national anthem? No. no. I don't think the, I don't think the TV networks will do it if you don't think that a player is going to live stream that at one point and then get in trouble for doing yeah, it. Yeah, you'd get in trouble for I, sure. I, but do I think a player does it because without thinking, because we're all so quick, not just players, we're all so quick to be like, oh my God, this is happening right in front of me, film. Like, I do think a player will end up doing that. Do you think it becomes a thing where people who support players or this protest or, or, or you know, the concepts behind it, does this become a thing that fans are doing it in the stands? where people are going to take a knee or sit down during the national anthem. Yes. And it's like, well, what can you... I mean, at that point, are, I, are, are, you, are, you, are you saying something to them? I have... Um, yeah, I might. I think, I, I, I think what you will see, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, this is my prediction, is I think even early on in the season, you might see people who are buying tickets to games just to make a demonstration during the national anthem, and then they might leave before the game, during the game. You know what I mean? I think you are going to see some of that. I um. Everybody's on the demonstration tip these days. I um. At the end of the day, you dude, you're an American. To me, you have the right to do what you want with your time. Um, and if uh, if fans decide to do that, or if you know people decide to do that as 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 their movement, I I mean, I'm not going to say anything to you because this no, that's no longer a work issue. You bought your ticket. You do what you want. That's here. right. That is right. I now here's I. You know what? Let me say this. I would want to say something to you. I'm afraid I'm too much of a puss to actually do it. And on top of that, is as I would want to say that to you, I don't know what your reaction is. Right. Your reaction, people take this very, very personally. Right. And oh, it, it, very it's much very, so. Very hot. So I don't know if you're the kind of person who's then going to stand up and then say to me, first of all, if I say it to you while the anthem's on, I'm worse than you. 
Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm making a commotion during you because you're sitting down during the national anthem and yeah. I'm disrupting that to tell you that, I'm worse than what you're doing. Yeah, I mean there were people booing this year during the that's national crazy. anthem and it's like, well, come on, that's, guy. That's like, not good. That's not good. So I would tell if you're gonna say anything to anybody, I would do it after the anthem. But I would be like, Well, how do I know this guy's not gonna stand up and turn around and punch me in the face? Now I missed the game. No, 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 no good. I, I, I think you're gonna have you're going to have quite a tough time becoming the flag police because like I said, there's already a magnitude of things that the NFL does every single game by printing things on advertisements by, you know what I'm saying? You're going to run into a, a one hell of a case list right there of like, well, if you're the flag police, you better get out there and start policing everybody. I And again, I just want to reiterate. I understand that there are huge problems in this country, and I don't even disagree with what these players are trying to tell you. Again, there's video of an NBA player did nothing wrong getting like bumped by cops. So it happens. It does happen. Okay? But I I don't understand and I do understand why you're picking this one moment. It's because you know you're going to make people angry about it. That's why you chose the moment. Otherwise, you would just choose any other moment. You chose the moment because you knew it would make a commotion and that's why they did it. For me and even the problems I got, I was just kind of raised and all of us were raised this way. We're losing this in this country a little bit. Where, yes, there are problems, but you should be still overall be thankful for the good situation that you are in and that you're in a better situation than a lot of other places in the world and that we should be thankful for that. And I don't know why it's so hard for us to say, yes, there are problems. Yes, there are things that need to be addressed. Yes, but this is our country. This is our flag. And we will show appreciation for these three minutes. I don't understand why that's so hard. At the, at the end of the day, America has never lived up to the ideals of what it is supposed to be. I don't think it ever has in the history of the country. But the best times of our country is when we're trying to shorten that gap between what we say we are and what we actually are. And I that's think fair. that's... I think that's really where like the American spirit kind of lies is that strive for better. Um, I, I agree with you that 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 I personally that's how I feel and like, dude. Yes, of course I'm going to stand proudly with my hand on my heart for the national anthem, dude. Dude, I, I, honestly, like one of these things and like before charge games, man. Like I, dude, that was like my pump up song. That right. like when the national anthem was playing, like, dude, I felt that juice going right. through me. I was ready to go, but like, it's the same thing when they do the flyover, dude. When that, dude, when that. That military plane flies over the stadium, you do. You feel like, oh, dude, America, we can kick some ass. Like, it's reminding you that that is, like, people say, why would you fly a death machine over a stadium? And I always say, that's not a death machine. That's a freedom provider, you douche. That's what that machine is. It's a freedom provider. Without that goddamn thing, we wouldn't have any of this. I guess just stop screaming at each other, guys. If you're having a conversation about this, like, Quit trying to convince the other side that you're wrong, that they're wrong. Gonna. Well, and I'm saying this both ways, too. Right. And just listen and try to hear their perspective. You don't have to change your mind. You don't have to change their mind. Just just listen. Just quit screaming about this. I'm being reminded about this, and it's gross. Like, last year, there were a couple of people who were, like, either sitting or kneeling in the stadiums during the national anthem, right. and, like, guys standing behind them were pouring beer on them. Like, what are you, 10? Like, again... Why would you waste a $10 beer? Like, that's that's the first joke. But and, why do that? And, and, and now we are getting into constitutional issues here where it's like, these guys, you, I am not at work. If I bought a right. ticket to this game, I am not at work. Your entire argument of, well, it's a workplace, it, that, that no that longer counts. That is my argument. That it no doesn't count for the guy sitting in the stadium. You're absolutely right. That is absolutely right.
I just think the NBA is not dealing with this. The NHL is not dealing with this. None of these other leagues are dealing with this. And people are talking about the games. And the NFL has been talking about this for two years. And I think they're looking at the NBA playoffs going, look, they got a rule. And if we make this rule in a season and a half, we're back to talking about the games. Let's cut off. Let's cut this off at the pass. We've it's enough now. We've talked about it enough. And I will remind people who are pro anthem protest that there was a player who had written a message on his shoes about mental illness, and he was told that's not his platform, and that he was not allowed to do it. Brandon Marshall was trying to raise awareness over mental illness in this country five years ago. Was suspended and fined. Because he had changed his uniform to raise awareness. Was told, this is the NFL, this is your uniform, this is our platform, not yours. But then when police brutality came out, the NFL allowed you to use it as your platform because they were scared to death of being called racist. And I think what the NFL has realized now is, why are we being backed into the corner being called racist when the NBA won't let you do this? The NBA won't let you. Why are we racist and the NBA not? No, 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 no. You're talking about LeBron. You're talking about Steph. You're not talking about social issues. We're going and doing what the NBA is doing. It's as simple as that. Here's your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Show Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We'll pass out those Coheed and Cambria tickets here momentarily. I uh, took a message from a friend of mine, and I can't give you her name because she's telling me about somebody she works with. All right. Um... This is going back to the anthem issue just one more time. Okay. Um, she, a guy she works with, had been a season ticket holder at the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Somebody had been sitting in front of him and did not stand for the national anthem. And according to her, and I'm sure she's hearing this from him, so we're getting his side. All right. So we got we got to temper that, right? And But according to him, he had said, he had just said to them, you were being very disrespectful. And they then called security and said, this guy's harassing us. And he was escorted out and was made to take an anger management course before being allowed to return back into Brown Stadium ever. And he's been a season ticket holder for years. So it just goes to show you this can get complicated. So like speaking out to other people and what they're doing there will be there or there can be consequences for that. Yeah, I, I, I stand 100% with the theory of with the NFL players, this is a workplace issue and your boss has the right to do something. If I'm sitting here and, you know, if I'm, if I'm an employee of a sandwich place okay. and every, you know, every customer that comes through, I tell them my personal political beliefs, my boss is going to be like, dude, shut up. What are you doing? Shut up. Right. Shut up. And he has a right to do that. But I, as a sandwich shop customer, you got no right to tell me to, to do that. Enforced patriotism is not American, dude. That is not patriotism. So, like, I, I get it. You think that's disrespectful? You think that they, that person shouldn't be doing it? But you have zero place to tell that person that. I, I agree with that. Is that I would want to. I would want to tell people you're being disrespectful. But the amount of things that I do in my life that are disrespectful to other people, I'm sure, at different times, or what could be construed as, as disrespectful, I mean, it, it's a pretty large umbrella there. But, I, you know what I mean? you got to be careful about that kind of stuff, though. All right. I want to move forward. Me too. Right? Me too. Long weekends right around the corner. Thank God. 
And what a lot of you are going to do is hit barbecues and, you, you know, you're going to, you know, uh, you know, probably be cracking, you know, domestic cold lights open and having fun. Right. Right. And a lot of you are going to be on the prowl for sex. Okay. Even maybe if you're in a relationship, you may be like, you know, I've got a couple of days off, you know. That's, that's very true, dude. That's I, knocking uh, out of the park. I plan on doing that this weekend. All right. And uh, me too. And uh, there's, uh, you hear this from guys a lot, and I hear it on the golf course all the time. You know, I wish my wife would do this, and I wish I could get my wife to do this. And Jesus, if I was single, I'd find a girl who would do this oh, to me. And, yeah, dude, and, it would just be raining vagina in your house if you were single. That's the problem. No, yeah, it okay, wouldn't. Okay. No, all it right. wouldn't. Believe me, the amount of guys I know who have been, who have gotten divorced thinking that they were, it was going to be like a movie, and it was like, no, dude, it, this is the, well, look, it is. It's like the saddest movie ever. <laughs> right? I mean, dude, I, that story's all over the place. Okay. But if you have a desire to do something in the bedroom and you have a little fear of asking for it, and a lot of people will have that, where it's like, hey, as a matter of fact, I told this story the other day to start the show out. I had, I, I had invited a woman over the other night. We, it ended up going very, very well, and we found ourselves without our clothes on, right? And in the middle of that, she was like, hey, can we go into the other room and try this? And I was like... All right, yeah, and at first it took me aback, and I was like, yeah, all right, why not? Let's do that. Yeah, I, I understand that, you know, with obviously with one-time partners or like, you know, uh, hookups, that's going to be a little bit harder. I, I'd i like to think that in a perfect world, you can be open sexually with your life partner. All like, right, well, dude, where's the passport stamp for the perfect world? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that is that? perfect world thinking right there. Where is that? So uh, I'm reading this article that's giving us all advice on how we can land the sexual activity we want without saying, I want this. Okay. There's a lie you can tell. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Why? I don't want to lie to my partner. Lying's bad. Right. Not all lies are created equal. Some lies are okay. Okay. And, uh, and I don't know. I don't have another example, but I like, <laughs> I, uh, but, okay. but, I, but I like this lie just okay. fine. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I have used this lie and it does work. Now, it will not work on all women, just like anything else, right? But what they suggest here is, and I've actually done this, it works. Instead of saying to your partner, you know what we should do? Let's do this. Because that, what that, it, it just, it makes then, you're, what's happening there, I believe, is that people are hearing, and then instead of hearing, hey, we should try this, they're hearing you be critical of past performance. I think people okay. will write and hear that, and then so now their guards up, and now you probably don't end with what you want. Okay. So what they suggest you do, and I think this is great advice, is say to the woman in your life, "Dude, I had this really weird dream last night. You won't believe what we did." Engage their reaction over telling them that it crept up in your dream, and then you'll be able to see, like, is it there? And I think it works. I've done that. Uh, yes, I mean, little steps, you know, lead to big to big gains there. But I think I don't know. Isn't your wife going to be like, okay, you told me about that dream? All right, I had well, a dream that all the teeth that teeth in my head fell out one time. We're not pulling them all out, right? That's fair too. But again, this and you always say this about threesomes too, where it's like, dude, you know if the woman you're dating is willing to have a threesome should. by like date six, you like should. you do kind of know, or you're just not self aware. And it's how many times are you going to tell me like, hey, I had a dream about, you know, uh, about this or I had a dream you did this or I had a dream. And uh, I don't know. I, yes, I see what, where, I, where it can start the conversation, but it's going to be hard to push it because you keep saying, well, threesome, 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 threesome. <laughs> how many times did you have this dream, dummy? 
I um well <laughs> well that's that 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 is fair. That's fair. I yes, there is potential for this not to get you what you want, of course. But I also think that there's a little bit of like, and for me, I would like to think that that my decision pick, you know, making is getting better as I get older. Although. I don't think I don't think this okay. month I don't think this month's examples are all that okay. all that indicative of that. But I think but I would like to think that I by now I would be in the situation where if I said to the person I was going to have sex with, hey, I kind of thought about this or I dreamt about this, they'd be like, well, are you into that? Do you maybe want to try it? Like, let, maybe let's try that, right? I think that this might be helpful. My thing is, how many times, yes, there's going to be situations where you can say, oh, well, maybe you're into that. Maybe I'll try that. And then there's going to be situations where your wife it's, it looks at you and says, gross, dude. I'm not doing that. Why? Stop. Well, better keep dreaming then, idiot. Like, that's what you're going to say. All right. I, uh, he's right. That could happen. <laughs> that could happen. So then at that point, you just tell her you dreamt about a divorce lawyer in a U-Haul, and then you see how that plays out. More Stansbury Show and Coheed and Cambria tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out these Coheed and Cambria tickets here momentarily. I uh, I blinked and today was over. I can't yeah. believe how fast this show went. And uh, as we're getting ready for the big long weekend, we actually extended ours a little further. We'll actually not only be out Monday, we'll also be out on Tuesday. And I think I figured out my plan. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the weather. I looked at the weather yesterday. And now I, I, don't, I didn't look again yet this morning. But as I've heard, I think Monday, Tuesday, they're calling for rain, which kind of sucks because, you know, I like being outside. I like to play the golf and all that. But the new Han Solo movie does come out tomorrow, and I don't really want to be in the theater tomorrow, um, and probably not Saturday or Sunday or even Monday with that. But if we're going to be off on Tuesday, what I think I might do is wake up really early, and maybe I'll go see like an early morning show Tuesday okay. morning. Okay. And maybe I won't have such a crowded theater, and I'm going to try to avoid the spoilers um, because... I, I, I'm not as pumped about this movie as I am about the previous projects and all that stuff, but I still don't want to have it ruined before I go see it, right? Well, yeah, go in with an open mind. I mean, you'd right. like to, because right. that's the thing is I think some people are going to be like, well, I heard sucks. something about it and it sucks, therefore I'm not going to give it a fair chance. Like, you might as well go in there. And, you might and, love you know, it. You know, you might. Absolutely. I did get asked this question, and uh, this one for me is very, very easy, but I guess we'll find out Fantone's answer okay. as well. Okay. That if we could... Interview anybody, alive or dead. Ooh, alive or dead's hard. Uh, I, this is easy okay. for me. Alive or dead, who would it be? I think I know your answer. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, do you got the guy tattooed on yeah. your arm? What's yeah. the first question you're asking Abraham Lincoln? Um, does he have perspective on everything that's going on today? Because that's really where the conversation would go. Is like, what do you think? Look at about what you did. Where do we? Where we stand in two thousand and eighteen? Oh, yeah. Where? Wh- wh- that's that's really what I would want to know the perspective of of what's going on today. And God, that's kind of short sighted. That's very much being like, hey, tell me what you think about me. But like, wh- no joke. I'm not joking. People are gonna think I'm joking. I'll tell you the first thing I would ask Abraham Lincoln. What is that? Neil or not Neil? National anthem. I'm not kidding. Like, I would like to know where he is on that. Um, right? I would like to know where Abraham Lincoln would be on that. Yeah, I really don't like when people I put, think Neil. When people put their historic 
when people put their their thoughts of history into the mouths of, of others, and I saw this online, and somebody was telling MLK's daughter that, well, you didn't read your father's speeches or something like that. And it's like, God, dude, the audacity for you to put your political beliefs into the mouth of a historical figure. So that's kind of what I would think. I'd like to think I know what my heroes think about things, but, but until you but you don't, you have no you have no idea. So like and they were flawed too. So, oh, one hundred percent. So like that's kind of where I would be is like. Like if 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 there was context, if he would, if if the first question he would know what I was talking about about all this. That's exactly you know. What do you think of 2018? That's interesting. Who are you talking to? What's your interview there? My answer is easy. I, I don't care about celebrities because honestly, they're all so guarded now. None of them give you a decent interview anyway. They're all afraid to be caught saying the wrong thing. Oh my god, the retweets. This person said this. Oh my god, he mansplained it. And it's like there's so much BS now that all these people who are famous and have stuff to lose are too guarded. And that, that honestly, you can't even get them to talk to you about anything. Here's when the book's coming out. Here's when the album's coming out. And that's it. So I don't really care about that kind of stuff. For me, my answer would be easy, and I think if you listen every day to this program or if you have listened over years and you care about it, I think this would be as interesting for you as it would be for me, but the answer is easily my father, and it's I because there are so many different things that I want to know why he did it the way he did it, and I don't get to know. And it and, and that kind of will make you crazy. So that's easily my answer. Like, why'd you do this? Why'd you move from Maple Heights to Aurora Shores when we did it? Why'd you do this? What made you decide to do it? There'd be so many things. And I don't even know what the first question. Oh, you know what? I think the first question I may ask him is, when did you know for sure you wanted to marry mom? Because I think there's something in that that maybe I missed. That maybe I that I'm not using or that I'm not paying close enough attention to. That I've seen this sign and I walked past and it. And I missed it. And I missed it. And I missed it. So I I might do that because my dad actually gave me a really good piece of advice on dating when I was younger. My mom had already had my brother. My brother and I have the same mom. We have different fathers. And my dad and I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, you started dating mom when she had a kid? What the hell's the matter with you? Right? And my dad said to me. Dan, had I written women off solely because they had a child, I would have missed out on your mother. And then you wouldn't be here. And I always said the joke, well, dude, you should have done that, right? But like, ultimately, that was like his big thing. Is that had I been closed off to the idea of that, I would have missed out on having this family that I have now. So I think that would have been my question. Like, when did you know? What was it that where you were like, this is it? I thought I was going to be dead. Can I borrow 20 bucks? <laughs> dad, dad, let me borrow the car real quick, man. <laughs> no, no. Actually, my dad would probably hit me up for money right now. That's exactly what happened. Dude, I've been dead all these years. Give me some money. Your mom wants to go to Vegas. She wants to be in the casinos. Give me some money. So, honestly, my answer would be my dad. That would be... Uh, Dude, that, I feel like I got to call my dad today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of feel like, well, maybe I should hit my dad up or Dude, something. Mike Fantone would like to hear from you. <laughs> he would. He would. I got his number if you want it. <laughs> All right. Go Eden Cambria tickets. Let's pass these out. We'll take caller number 21-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Thank the dear Lord. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. However, Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 on Rock 106.9. Do not miss out on that. Have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.